Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. I'm Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Jeremy Rutherford has seen some stuff in his days on the Blues beat. This year, I don't know that he's ever seen anything quite like it. It started out really nice. It ended up going really poorly. The president of hockey operations comes out and says, whether you want to call it a retool, rebuild, maybe that's the path we're going to have to go down. And now, looks like everything's fixed again. So with that in mind, we go now to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line to talk to our friend, the Blues Insider for The Athletic. He is Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. JR, how you doing today? I have seen nothing like this before. I'm <laughs> doing great, guys. How you guys doing? Uh, doing so you're saying this is going to be better than the Stanley Cup run, JR? Because you've never seen this <laughs> like before? That was crazy. That was the other end of the spectrum, right? And uh, it did start out similarly. Uh, will this season end with a Stanley Cup? Yes. It should. Never say never after 2019. But uh, I don't even recall 2018, the first half of this, being being like this. Oh, I do. My post games well, were we, we've gone talking through about this, tanking. So it, it was different. It was more of like win two, lose two. Win two, lose two. It was one step forward, two steps back. This was five steps forward, 27 steps back, 15 steps forward, and then you take another. It, it's just been like the ups and downs. I, I don't think that you can compare it to really anything. I, I can't remember seeing anything quite like it. Um, and JR, with that in mind, I did want to ask you about two of the guys that are kind of leading the charge right now, and that's Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. At the beginning of the season, when we were talking about all of the downs, those were the two guys that were probably getting the most criticism, especially Jordan Cairo. And now you look at his numbers. I mean, since November 10th, he's third in the NHL in points. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, to the each extreme, uh, both uh, positive and negative with this team, and, and I'll touch on those two guys in particular, but you go back to the 3-0 and start, and the headline that we had at The Athletic was uh, this team can find any different way to win. And so what they do, they go and they lose eight straight and and then you talk about a seven game winning streak and you talk about a couple players in Kyra and Thomas where people were saying how could you give them these long-term contracts this is ridiculous way too soon you overpaid so on and so forth and now they're the two best players on the team obviously something that the organization Doug Armstrong saw when they signed them to the deal listen I don't think that people should feel guilty of being critical of uh, individual players or the team throughout the season there are definitely times when they have uh, deserved it. But the one thing I try to abide by, guys, is uh, if you're going to pick on them when things aren't going well, give them credit when they're doing the right things, and that's what they're doing right now. Will we be saying these same things in two weeks? We we don't know. We've learned that firsthand this season, but right now they're doing the right things. Oh, well, BK doesn't believe in that, JR. BK likes to player shame people if they you know, are out of player. I was on this guy's bandwagon all season. 
<laughs> That's okay. JR has nothing on that one. JR, the other area that has been improved, at least for me personally, has been the way that they're playing defensively. We, we just talked about this a little bit ago with how they're playing at even strength, not allowing really a lot of goals at even strength in this five-game stretch. But on top of that, not a lot of high-danger scoring chances. I'm so confused on this side of it because every time I want to say, hey, I think the defense has got it figured out, then they go out and they allow three-plus goals in a period for eight straight games. Yeah, just the six goals against in the four-game streak. And you look I looked it up last night, even strength. They're outscoring teams 10-4, uh, to four, even strength in that stretch. And so when you look back just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about four-plus goals a game in uh, in those uh, nine straight games. And so I think they have done a pretty good job. I did talk to Craig Ruby Sunday. He's in Vancouver, and, and uh, he said that he feels like they're playing harder in front of their net. I think that's the one big criticism that we've had all season long of this team, uh, not very physical, allowing those backdoor plays, and, and that's something that they're cutting down on. Uh, but the one number, and I know, Alex, you focus on it, everybody should, is that goal differential number. And last night I looked at it after the game. I think it's at 15 right now, minus 15. It's still a bad number. It's an ugly number. That's not a playoff number, but it's coming down a little bit. And when you get up as bad as it was, it's going to take some time to get it back down to zero and get it into that uh, positive. Uh, But I think what they're doing is is each game progressively uh, getting better, cutting down on those types of goals against, and, and slowly but surely the defense is looking better. So, JR, coming into this five game road trip, we said we needed to see something like three one and one for us to really even think about jumping back on board and believing that, okay, maybe this team does have a little bit something going into it. Well, they're three oh and oh so far to start out the trip. What do you need to see to start believing again? All right, maybe there's something here. And I don't know if you planned a vacation or not as we get into like, you know, mid April, late April. Maybe you got to start getting that insurance going for those and potentially planning for a playoff run. Well, my son wants to go to the Cardinal Series at Dodger Stadium in April, and uh, there are times the past couple of weeks where I thought about booking it. <laughs> but I think I'm uh, after this last little stretch, I'm I'm a little bit uh, leery. I don't want to lose those points if I just uh, throw them on that trip. But uh, you know what I want to see? It's not going to be seen on this trip. It's going to be seen uh, when you come back from the Christmas break when you play teams like Toronto, like Minnesota, like New Jersey. And again, I go back to what I abide by, I told you a second ago, is uh, you can't take anything away from the Blues, but they're going to have to play some better opponents. I think these teams that they're beaten, yes, they're ahead of them in the standings, just ahead of them, and these are great, great, great points, but these are teams that they should be better. I realize Edmonton's got a good group, but Calgary, you know, I think that the, the, the Blues are better than them, Nashville, so on and so forth. So if you go back to the last... Uh, really true opponents that the Blues played, you know, they struggled with them. The Carolinas, the Pittsburghs, the Rangers, the New York, I'm sorry, the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And, and so they're going to have to play some, some better teams. But the one thing that I think has changed since the Blues played that group of teams that I just mentioned is their all-around game is just better. Like, you look at the uh, the 5-on-5, five five, you look at the, uh, the scoring, they're getting chances. Yeah, the power play is not getting goals, but uh, Craig Bruby pointed out on Sunday, he said they're getting you know, some good uh, chances. Uh, you saw that last night with Shen, and he hits the bar on on that power play, and then they uh, scored a couple later. So to me, it's going to be coming down to uh, that stretch of games after Christmas, which is going to lead right into uh, the calendar year, and then Doug Armstrong is going to have to, you know, whatever he thinks about the team now, 
get a real firm grip on his feelings in terms of what they're going to do moving forward. That was my next question. That's what you want to see, Jared. What do you think Doug Armstrong wants to see? Because, you know, the rumors have been swirling that teams have called about Ryan O'Reilly and you've got Vladimir Tarasenko, who's an unrestricted free agent. And I said this post game, like, I truly think regardless of what this team does, it's going to go all the way up to the trade deadline for Doug to decide what he wants to do. Yeah, Alex, it's definitely, definitely becoming more interesting. I mean, even two weeks ago, you're saying, you know, I, I think that the other shoe is going to drop at some point, and Doug Armstrong is going to stick to kind of what he feels about this team, that it's probably not a true, true, true contender, and it's probably best for the organization to do to do some sort of a retool. But, I mean, that said, what if you come back from Christmas and, and you are playing well against those top teams. You know, this is a team that maybe it isn't as good as the 2019 team. You know, I really do think that that group finally caught up to, to play in the way it should have been and, and then really caught fire and went on a roll. Maybe this team isn't that team, but there are still a lot of good things about this team. And, and I think that if they can put it together, a lot of times it's who's getting hot at the right time. If they get hot, then you have a situation where maybe Doug just says, okay, maybe put that retool on, on hold. But, you know, if I had to guess, I think that it's going to be a situation where, uh, you know, the Blues aren't going to put together some sort of lengthy run that's going to push Doug over the edge and say, hey, we can win with this team. Let's add. Let's, let's do that at the deadline. Let's not get rid of these pieces. Um, you know, if I had to guess, that would probably be the side that I would err on. But, again, you can't take anything away from uh, it looking like this group is starting to put it together a little bit. Jared, final question that I've got for you. We'll get you out of here on this one. What's up with this Buchnevich experiment at center? Yeah, you know, it's a little bit of uh, curiosity. Uh did talk to Craig Bruby about it uh, on Sunday, and he said, hey, look, you can never have enough centers. You know, that seemed to me to be a little bit of a uh, – I better have that answer prepared, <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> when you ask that question. What's going to happen with Ryan O'Reilly? What's going to happen with Ivan Barbashev? You know, who are these teams' uh, centers after the trade deadline? And, and does moving Pavel Buchnevich to center, knowing that you might have a hole there if they move an O'Reilly, you know, that's probably not something that they're you know, game planning for and preparing for right now. They want to win games and get points. I get it. But I, I do think that moving forward, this group could look different. And the one thing uh, that uh, Bruby said is that uh, Buchnevich did come up as a center. He hasn't played that in his NHL career. You could tell with the face-offs, he won just one of uh, seven, and then quickly they went away from playing him full-time center, and he was back at the wing. So a little bit of center mixed in last night. I don't think this is something that's going to be uh, full-time until uh, they know what the roster is moving forward and probably an off-season of talking about Buchnevich going to the middle. Yeah, according to Panger, he was losing face-offs uh, at practice the other day against Steve Ott. So, uh, probably hey, not. Steve Ott's a great face-off <laughs> man. Probably not the greatest sign when Steve Ott's been retired for a few years now. Hey, JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. We'll be reading your work over at The Athletic. Have yourself a uh, very Merry Christmas. You, you have done so much for our show and the station over the years, and uh, we wish you and yours all the best during this holiday season, man. No, you guys too, and uh, we have a nice uh, Noel Achari piece coming out in the Athletic in a couple of days, uh, holiday related. He's a big uh, December, Christmas, holiday season guy. Lots of fun uh, stories talking to him and the people around him. So that'll be fun to uh, to publish in a couple of days. Makes sense. Name's Noel. I mean, it's Noel. You got it. it makes sense. <laughs> Chair, appreciate the time, man. We'll talk with you soon. All right, see you guys.